Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jones Bowden He's got it England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket in association with LV Insurance and our look back at the second day's play in the first LV Insurance test match between England and India. And well, a truncated day, but England struck back. Are they back in the match? That's the question. Well, I think they are back in the match, yeah. But I'd still, I think, rather be in India's position. They are 58 runs behind. They've got six wickets in hand. Rishabh Pant has just come to the crease. Who knows what's going to happen with him? I mean, he, he's the sort of unpredictable element when it comes to the third day. KL Rahul at the other end, really solid I and mean, admirable innings, Re- really high-class innings from mm. Rahul. And then there's Jadeja to come. And then the, then the bowlers, although Shardul Thakur is you know, not the worst number eight in the world. So there is, there is an opening for England. I mean, what I think is clear to say is that they are in a better, they're in a better position uh, this evening than they were yesterday evening i think that that's that's the conclusion it, it it's they have improved their position they've had they uh, and it just shows you doesn't it Cric- cricket is so capricious at one stage india 97 for no wicket Rahul and rohit sharma batting well in reply to 183 it, it looked one result in town and then suddenly four wickets for 15 runs either side of lunch rohit sharma caught on the fine leg boundary it was sort of like it felt like a bit of a bonus wicket there was a run out as well uh, Anderson bowling beautifully to pick up two, and the, you know, the, the the feel of the game completely changed. It, I think the, the the sad thing from an England point of view, or the disappointing thing from an England point of view, was the was the weather really closing in, because they were they were good bowling conditions, and the crowd was up as well. Noisy Thursday crowd. The crowd were up right behind Anderson and Et al. And you, you feel as if a wicket could have fallen at, at any moment, but then the rain came. And Jimmy Anderson at the moment is, is in the middle of bowling one of the longest overs in the in the history of Test cricket. It started at, at just after 2.25. He's had three goes to finish it. He's bowled four balls in the over and it's still not finished. He'll be back sometime tomorrow uh, to complete it. And, you know, that is such a horrible experience as a bowler when you have to stop your over in the middle of it and then come back an hour later and, you 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 know, stiffen up. That's the worst thing. I never used to understand it, actually, when teams loosened up before a match uh say finishing the loosening up half an hour before the start of play so you then go and have tea and biscuits and then you stiffen up and then you've got to start again you know half an hour later 
uh, at least now they bowl close to the middle right before they actually start. So you can have some looseness. You know, you never used to be allowed to do that. You know, mm. you, you, nowadays you can run up and bowl on a, an adjoining pitch literally a couple of minutes before the start of play, but they used to ban that. And, you know, so we were all as stiff as a board and I'm sure Anderson will be every time he has to resume this, this funny, funny elongated over. Also, I think the other thing they've banned, Yozza, is, is probably tea and biscuits as well uh, between oh, warm-ups and, and starting the game. That's no, the best that's, bit. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's your era. Yeah. Tea and cake. I, I'd, tea I'd just and like cake. to also, um, I, before we get to look, at, look at today's play, I would like to just issue a small apology, not to you, uh, but to Jasper Brumra, who I I sort of said to him uh, yesterday that you did, he was a bit lucky yeah. to get yeah. the Rory Burns wicket. And actually, I've examined the footage a little bit more closely since. And actually, it was a deliberate ploy by him uh, in that first over of the match to angle the seam, sort of tilt it towards, well, it would be slip, I suppose, to the left-hander for the first four balls of the over. And then with a brilliant, just subtle change of grip, for the last ball, he just tilted the seam slightly towards fine leg for a left-hander and managed to angle it back in towards the, 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 the batsman uh, without any real uh, deception, without any perceptible change and, and obviously got the late in-swing to the, to the left-hander and, and pinned him LBW. And I said maybe that was a bit lucky, but actually it was totally planned and just, just achieved by slightly tilting the seam and a little bit of subtle change of release. So I apologise to Jasper. He's a cleverer bowler than I thought. Yeah, well, I have to say, I, I'm surprised when you said that yeah, yesterday. I mean, I did say, you know, it was good bowling, good bowling. You were ploughing on uh, regardless. I, I, I suppose it's so kind it's of, you know, because I remember, I remember producing a, an accidental outswinger after a few inswingers. So I thought it was the same for him, but he's in a different class, isn't he? Anyway, I mean, today, it, it, Anderson actually mainly, interestingly, concentrated on the inswinger, didn't he, to the right-handers. And I think actually that's quite sensible because you find what you find as a seam bowler is if you try and bowl the inswinger, so you're tilting the seam towards sort of fine leg, what you find is quite often it swings in and then seams away like a leg cutter. And that's what he did. Um, so instead of bowling the outswinger, which sort of goes away off the seam even more, the inswinger forces the batsman to play and then can seam away. And he, that's how he got both the, the wicket of um, Pajara and then next ball, Coley. And what a dramatic uh, little spell of play that was. It was so exciting. It, it was. It really was. Um, I mentioned the crowd earlier. Um, the, the noise in the ground, the, the test match had came alive, really. I mean, it, it felt as if England were totally out of it. India nearly putting together a century partnership for the first wicket. Felt like, oh, big enough lead. Might even be, you know, innings victory and all that sort of stuff. And then within well, half an hour, whatever it was, England in, in, right back in it. I, I did ask Jimmy in his, his post-match interview about his hat-trick ball, and he basically said, oh, yeah, it was rubbish, wasn't it? It was, it was a big, it was a yeah. big in-swinger down the leg side uh, to Rahani and, you know, relief, relief for Rahani. But it was, it was, it was dramatic cricket. And, you know, Coley out first ball, it's the fifth time he's been out first ball in test cricket, but it's the first time Jimmy Anderson has got him out uh, for seven years and 72 overs he's bowled to him in, in that time over you know, various series and he was all over him in 2014 he got he got him four times but he, he didn't get him out in the last he did have a couple of catches uh, dropped but it's such a it was such an important wicket and and the celebration as well I, I, you know i remember there's an old old trafford test match where courtney walsh 
uh, took a wicket, I remember, in a game. He sort of ran off towards square leg to celebrate with all his teammates running after him. It was a bit like that. Anderson ran off towards backward point and everyone uh, ran after him and, and mobbed him. And it, 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 it's just such an important wicket, isn't it, to get rid of uh, Virat Kohli early on. And then, I mean, they're remarkable. Though. I mean, Rishabh Pant uh, coming in at... At number six and okay it, it, the lights were on it was overcast Anderson was getting the ball to move the crowd were behind him but Rishabh Pant what, what do you do what do you do oh I know I'll fourth ball I'll come down the pitch and have a huge hack <laughs> at, at Jimmy Anderson and he, and he managed to get it over a cover and, and, and picked up three runs I mean you can just imagine the dressing room if he you know skied one and, and, and been caught he got away with it and so he is he is the man isn't he that, that you feel could turn a sort of balanced game at the moment into something you know, decisively in India's favour. Not necessarily just him, but uh, you know, you feel an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes of, of, of Rishabh Pant when play finally resumes, that then you know it, it feels India will 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 get ahead. What, what, where are we on the uh, who's winning uh, graph? I'm quite interested in this uh, tonight. Yesterday, I thought it was fairly obvious at the close of play uh, who was winning. Uh, what what have we got? Uh, the scene? Oh, it looks as though the draw is uh, is well ahead. And England moving a bit closer to to India, so it's, it's draw, India, England. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I, I can sort of understand that. I, I I don't know. I've got a feeling there will be a, a an outright. I think there's game. enough in the pitch, isn't there? I don't think yeah. they're going to need that much play to to get four innings in. A bit like mm. um, the, the the World Test Championship final, actually, which of course mm. went to six days, but it probably only had about three and a half days of actual play, or maybe four. Well, two days were completely washed out. Yeah, yeah. two days yeah. Were completely washed out. Yeah, so so I, I think, and there was even there's even more movement in this pitch than there was there at, at the Aegeus Bowl. So I can definitely see a result happening, provided they get three days and a bit uh, of play overall. I mean, obviously, the the more it rains, the more the dampness will kind of stay in the surface, and the overcast conditions as well will encourage the bowlers. The bowlers get a bit of rest, so uh, you know they'll be fresh and all that. So. It's going to be hard work for the batsmen generally. Um, yeah, definitely can see a, a decisive result. Yeah, the draw is un, unexpectedly high in the percentage ratings here. And I think we can sort of almost discount that, actually. Uh, I, I think it'd be very hard to play for a draw on that pitch as well. So uh, interesting to see what happens. Well, well, it'll only be a draw if the weather significantly intervenes over the next uh, three days of the game. We, we, we can... We can add on time uh, tomorrow, the day after, and the day after. My understanding is that is the weather forecast uh, for the third day. It's a bit iffy. It's ra- some rain in the morning and then showers. So it's one of those where you might get a lot of play, you might not get much. So I, I, you can sort of understand the, the sort of the, the, the interest in the draw. But, I mean, you're right. There's, there's definitely, it feels as if there's definitely enough in this pitch and the game is advanced enough already for there to be a, an outright in the game. And, you know, England are, are back in it. I You know, England... In their in an ideal world, you know they're all thinking, well, can we drop India for this, about the same that, that we scored? But you know, there's still Jadeja to come as well, uh, Rahul and and Pant. Those are the sort of the three main men with a bit of support from the, from the lower order. You know, you you never know an innings or a lead of fifty that that might be really important in a in a test match like that. This a bit a bit like, in fact, that New Zealand managed in that world. Uh, test championship final against India, so, you know, similar-ish sort of game uh, so far. How, how do you feel England England bowled today? I mean, it was it was that the first session 
I mean, England, just about every over, one ball went past the outside edge of the bat. So it, it was it was great application, really, from Rahul and, and Rohit Sharma. Yeah, in fact, I thought they played superbly. I thought uh, their judgment of what to play and how to play it. There was a very, very nice piece of analysis, and I complimented him on it, actually, by Dinesh Kartik, uh, who looked at how Rohit Sharma shapes up in one-day cricket compared to test cricket, and just some subtle differences, slightly more square on slightly more side-on in uh, tests than in one-dayers. So his left shoulder pointing right down the wicket. And also um, the bat, his, interestingly, his bat um, kept much closer to his body in test cricket. Just a little bit more uh, latitude of his bat sort of pointing towards third slip for one-day cricket. I presume to enable him to kind of get his bat lift high and, and swish through the line. And maybe a bit more actual height in the back lift as well in, in the one-day game. But in test matches, you know, a little bit more compact. And it just it beautifully uh, executed innings by both he and uh, Kale Rahul. I mean, in the end, actually quite an intelligent bit of bowling by Ollie Robinson to get Rohit Sharma out, bounced out, sort of unexpected bouncer, which is always the best kind of bounce. I'm very well directed and quite a good catch, actually, because it went flat to, to fine leg. I thought Stuart Broad was probably the least effective. Uh, Anderson looked dangerous, though he couldn't quite get his line right, but he got the movement. Um, Broad was a bit unlucky. There was a couple of balls he got past the edge, but he looked probably the least threatening. And, and I thought Robinson looked good. I mean, he's, his length, his natural length is slightly shorter than his ideal because, you know, not many of his balls are hitting the wicket. And he's hit the pads a few times, the ball's going over. But I think his control and, and his general mindset and attitude is excellent. Yeah, we had four big LBW shouts. He, he's had four, L, big, four big LBW shouts so far. We had one of those moments where they've been reviewed or you think, oh, well, actually one was given out and then it was overturned. And of course, none of them were hitting the stumps. And there was a, a stat that came up around about a quarter to one. So what, quarter, you know, 15 minutes before lunch, that only 3% of the balls that England bowled would have hit the stumps. And, and so Robinson comes into that category mm, because, yeah. you know, because of its height. It's, really, it's, it's not easy to get... LBWs. No, it doesn't mean that batsmen don't play at them, though, even though the ball might not be hitting the stumps. If it's close to the stump, yeah, sure. that still induces sure. or encourages a shot. And there were yeah. 33 playing misses, I think, in the morning session as well. So, you know, that shows, or I think, a combination of last night and, and today in the first session. So I think England were, were, were pretty close to being excellent, and the batting was equal to it until that little collapse uh, after lunch. Any lapsed cricketers in Oxford who fancy donning their whites again should keep an eye out for our latest project we're profiling of LV General Insurance and the ECB's £1 million Funds for Runs initiative. Oxenford Cricket Club will be using their funding to put on city centre sessions for both children and adults. Funding will go towards four specific projects. The first is offering city centre all-stars and dynamos programmes for both boys and girls for the first time. Along with that, the club will be entering a women's team into the Hardball Super 8s tournament, also for the first time. Thirdly, they'll be improving their women's softball festival to attract new girls into the sport by offering a barbecue and medals for participants. And finally, the club will be putting on taster cricket sessions aimed at beginners and lapsed players in the city at an affordable price to maximise playing opportunities and encourage ongoing participation. If that sounds up your street, please contact the club online.
and that's Oxenford Cricket Club in Oxford. Sounds good. Off the field today, Yoz, some, some big news out of the England camp. And I mean, not entirely unexpected, but I think that the length of uh, Joffre Archer's absence, I think, surprised uh, quite a lot of people. I, I mean, I, I think we've, we've realised, felt, uh, after reading newspaper stories uh, a couple of days ago, that he, you know, he was struggling again, but out for the T20 World Cup and out for the Ashes as well. I mean, that is that is a serious absence and a, and a big blow for England, I think. You know, definitely for, for, for both competitions, actually, not, not least uh, the, the T20 World Cup. I mean, he's a, such a significant uh, short-form player and... Clearly, of course, we saw in the last Ashes series that he, you know, he can give batters the hurry up. Like Steve Smith at Lords, he just takes something away from England's armoury as far as the the Ashes are concerned. I mean, I, I mean, you went to see Ben Stokes earlier in the summer, and you you didn't get any inkling of, of the news that was going to come out with Stokes and Archer as well. You sort of you felt he was sort of on the way to some sort of a recovery. Well, I mean, he said to me on on the record, actually, he said to me, um, you know. What do you think? Uh, I, I said to him, what do you think about your prospects? And he said, I'm in no hurry. And I thought that was quite yeah. revealing. Uh, I thought that meant, you know, the next month or two. Uh, yeah. I, but we did say, actually, when he first got this injury, that it's quite worrying because he has that hyperextension, which creates that extra pace. Uh, and and that's, that, that's a very sort of vulnerable joint, your elbow, especially when you're doing that hyperextension. And I mean, I, I actually used to have a hyperextendable elbow and I got injured and look at the state of it now. You know, it's, I can't even straighten it. Uh, and that was from a, a similar kind of injury uh, at, at the same kind of stage in my career. And so I just hope that it does get, he does get it right eventually because otherwise he'll lose that extra bit of pace and there'll be constant nagging pain in his elbow. So I'm sure it's right to, to, to try and get it to really properly recover. I mean... Yes, a wonderful opportunity uh, would have been to play in the Ashes. I think I feel that, you know, he's a bowler who likes hot weather and hard pitches, what fast bowler doesn't. Uh, and it would have really excited him to play in the Ashes. But interestingly, you know, spending a bit of time with Kane Williamson yesterday uh, in the time interviewing him for our documentary. And I asked him what he thought of Archer. And, and did he, was he surprised that Archer got picked for England so quickly? And he said, no, not at all. Uh, he said, not remotely. He, I, sit, I saw him in franchise cricket before he got picked by England. He was outstanding, brilliant talent. And they had no doubt that when he got picked for the Super Over, that he would deliver it really well. Uh, so, uh, you know, his reputation, especially in the short form, is, is immense around the world. And he'll be a massive loss for England in that World T20. Yeah, I mean, we, we had the... In interview with with Joffre Archer in our well, a couple of podcasts ago and I remember that very you know very clearly where he said I, I'm in no hurry and to me that seemed to say well is he going to play any international cricket this summer but to be out for the rest of the year I, I think it did surprise me today so when he was saying you know I'm in no hurry I mean perhaps he sensed that it was mm -hmm. going to be a, a much a longer term uh, situation but I mean I think that's I think it's quite a significant blow uh, for him just to have him there really I mean a fit Joffre Archer in Australia I think 
you know, would, would give it inevitably, it would give England something. It really would. And, and not, not to have him. And, you know, there's no, there's no Ollie Stone as well. I mean, he, he, I mean there, were, there were three bowlers that Chris Silver talked about, you know, a while back, you know, going to Australia, Mark Wood, Joffre Archer and Ollie Stone, three sort of pace bowlers. And they're down to one of them now. And, and that's Mark Wood. So, and, and his fitness record isn't great. So it just shows how demanding fast bowling mm. is. And there was a slow-mo of Stuart Ward letting go of the ball today on TV. And, you know, all the commentators, I think it was Ian Ward and Dinesh Carter or someone were on saying, look at the, the shot waves going through your body every time you bowl. Who'd want to be a bowler? And that's, that's very true. One man, though, who does like to seem to be a bowler is Jimmy. And, uh, you know, he's now in his, what, 40th year, still playing test cricket, still bowling magnificently. And so today we definitely give him the LV insurance in with heart award because, well, I mean, not just for his performance today, but for performances since about 2003. He's been doing it for 18 years. It's incredible. And the other, and the other thing, of course, today is he's now joint third on the list of uh, yeah. test wicket takers of, of all time. There is only um, Matima Elithran and Shane Warne ahead of him. He's gone level with Anil Kumble. So, you know, for a fast bowler to do that as well. I mean, you've got, you've got three three spinners were ahead of him on the list, but for a pace bowler to, to keep going, as you mentioned, you know, he was 39 a few days ago. I mean, he said he's as, as fit as ever. He said all the tests say I'm, you know, as fit as I've, I've ever been. And, you know, to, today he sort of dragged England uh, back into the match. Uh, his, his economy rate as well. I mean, there were remarkable figures, 13.4 over seven maidens, uh, two for 15. He barely gave a runaway uh, today and it, it increased the pressure on, on India, you know, even though they were, sort of, they were building, building something. But mm. as I said, you, know, you do feel on this pitch that, that there are sort of two or three quick wickets uh, around the corner. And that's what England, of course, will be hoping uh, when, they, when and if uh, the third day's uh, mm. play uh, gets underway here, here at Trent Bridge. Doesn't it show, first... actually, doesn't it show that, that, that when he was on the hat-trick, and he bowled the hat ball and the hat trick ball, yeah, sort of sailed down the leg side, but it was about two miles an hour quicker. And it just shows how much uh, sport is in the mind because, you know, when you take a wicket, and especially when you take two wickets and the second wicket is Virat Kohli, that just infuses you with this amazing amount of energy, uh, even though you're in your 40th year and you bowl, I don't know, eight overs in the morning, or whatever, you know, it, you can bowl that next ball much quicker. Unfortunately, it wasn't directed well, but, you know, it just shows the psychology of the game. It, it does make you achieve things. You, you you probably think are almost superhuman. Yeah. Just uh, perhaps we had the final thought of, uh, from an Indian uh, perspective. They, they might feel they just let a, a really good position slip. I meant you mentioned that the Rohit Sharma dismissed. So I had a really good view of it, actually. It, it, live, it went really quickly. And Sam Curran taking the catch on the boundary, he actually sort of poof, puffed his cheeks out as if to say, "Wow, that got to me quickly." But anyway, they got that wicket. It felt like a bit of a bonus wicket, but you know, Robinson banged it in short, and and see what the slot machine came up with, and it came up with a wicket. And then the run out, of course, and India's running today uh, wasn't particularly good. England had three shots at, at a run out, and finally they got one as well with with Rahane uh, dismissed, uh, going back to the the non-striker's end. Rahul sort of he. he, he is a strange one, really. Rahani really committed to a run, whereas Rahul, he, he sort of shaped as if he was going to run and then stepped back. And but Rahani came a long way down. It, I mean, there, there were times today where India's running wasn't good. Uh, so it was, that was a bonus wicket as well, which, which helped uh, get England uh, back in the match. So I think India will feel they perhaps just opened the door a bit. 
but yeah, excellent bowling from from Anderson to pick up those two wickets. Of course, he could have had a third as well. It, it, it's funny, isn't it? It doesn't just rain; it pours sometimes. Dom Sibley at second slip, dropping uh, Rahul. It wasn't the easiest of chances away to his left hand side, but it was it was catchable. He got two hands to it and he spilled it, and that would have been a a third wicket for Jimmy Anderson. And you know, England was at such a sort of surge of adrenaline at, the, at that moment, and they they could have really uh, sort of well, I mean, decisively got back in the game at the moment it's sort of yeah they've got they've got an opportunity they've given themselves an opportunity uh it the cricket we've had has been actually actually fascinating it often is uh, when the ball is uh, dominating the bat and it's hard work for, for the batters anyway so all to play for with uh three days to go and uh, all to play for in the morning i think don't miss it if you can afford to be near a tv or radio uh, at 11 o'clock tomorrow make sure you uh, tune into this because Pant against Broad and Anderson, probably, or yeah. Pant against Broad and, uh, and Ollie, Ollie Robinson or Anderson and Robinson should be fascinating viewing. And actually, Kale Rahul is a pretty good player to watch as well or listen to uh, be described about. So that sounds like a really interesting session in the morning. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow night to review third day's play of this first LV Insurance Test match. See you later. <laughs> Podcast Network.